0: Oh boy, here we go. Coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto, I'm your podcaster, John, and this is live at 6.05. And riding solo this week, season three, doing it big, as always, it's a little chaotic right now, I'll get to everything in just a couple seconds, I'm loading CDs, I'm doing laundry, I have a whole box of CDs just thrown all over the ground here in beautiful club 605, it's just pure chaos, and I figure pure chaos always makes for the best kind of podcast. So, uh, yeah, season three, very excited, guys. I figure I would do a throwback to season one. Everyone really liked uh, one of the one of the first episodes I did early on. And before I say that, I always notice sometimes I'll start talking in a conversation, and then I'll stop in the middle of a sentence and start a new sentence where where I'll be like, "So to throwback to season one where I." And so I have all these CDs or whatever. I don't know. You'll see that I do it quite often. I just did it a couple seconds ago. But, like I said, everyone liked the season one episode where I did my top 25, talked about my top 25 most played songs on iTunes. And I believe number one was Wake Up by the Arcade Fire, and Gucci Mane's Lemonade was like number five. So people always really like the music episodes. I thought I would do a throwback and do another music episode. And what I did was. Um, I have a huge, big box in my closet of CDs. I'd say about 95% of them are just old CDs I bought, but there's a good 5% of mixed tape CDs I made back in the late 90s, early 2000s, before there was iPods, before there was mp3 players. Um, You know, I remember one of the big things for the Christmas of maybe, I don't know, 98, 99, was that we wanted to get a CD burner. Because that's when Napster just first came out, and we just discovered how to download songs. And I'm trying to think what the first song I maybe would have downloaded when downloading songs came available. And I think it was maybe either a mix-up between Jay Z's "Can I Get a Fuck You" or maybe the Harlem Globetrotters theme theme song. <laughs> One of those two songs I know were definitely early on in the downloading days. And I don't know how old you are listening to this right now. If you were born in the 80s or before that, then you definitely burned CDs. If you were born, I'd say, 1995 and upwards, then you just, all you know is iPods, iPhones, iPads, anything with an I at the start of the name. And you weren't really privy to having to make a CD, mix CD, you know. And I thought what I would do was I'd grab a random CD out of the box, put it, Into iTunes. I I haven't previously checked this album. I don't know what's on here. And I'll go through the songs one by one and tell you what CD I made. And maybe we can figure out what I was doing in my life, what I was thinking back then. And just maybe we'll get a better idea of who I was. Now, the shitty thing was, I remember what I was hoping to find in this box was a very specific CD I remember I made back probably in 1999 or 2000, so 13 going on 14 years ago. And it was a CD called The Bad Boys of Hip-Hop and Rock. And I think I had a lot of like Limp Bizkit, Eminem, System of a Down, maybe like NWA. And it was just like this whole mixtape of like, ooh, you know, crazy songs I'm listening to when I'm when I'm 14 years old. But unfortunately, that CD was not in the box, which kind of sucks. But what I did find, I found a bunch of blank CDs. But the one that caught my eye, which I'm going to load into iTunes is a CD that's called October, O-C-T, October, CD, exclamation mark, 2004. So this is an album that's almost 10 years old. If this was 2004, I believe I was 19 years old. So we're gonna go through each one of these tracks. I don't know what's on here yet, and we'll figure out what I was listening to in October of 2004 when I was a 19-year-old kid. But before we get into that, I gotta do the sponsorship as I do every week. And actually even before I do the sponsorship, I gotta let you guys know how you can get a hold of me. And as I do that, hold on, I'm getting text messages. This is fun. I always try to read a text message or phone call if it comes in whilst I'm podcasting. So this one comes from our friend Matt in beautiful Canada, Ontario. You will all remember Matt from the podcast I did with Val and Ashley when Ashley and Matt came down to visit me once and he ate all my eggs at like midnight and there's nothing in my house and I was very annoyed but he says "Uh, are you copying me spending $30 a pop on a soft wash t-shirt from Banana Republic a-hole that's funny I think he's referring to a picture oh I dropped my phone all over myself a picture that Val posted yesterday was We went out for her mom's birthday. Shout out to Mom's Gomez and a very happy birthday to her. So we went out with her whole family, everybody, and Val took a picture of me eating this huge pork chop I had. And I was, oh, Christ! I keep dropping my phone. Butterfingers here. I told you it was a chaotic day. Uh, Yeah, she took a picture of me, posted on Facebook. I'm gonna, I'll post that picture so you guys can see. Actually, let me write these down because I always talk about what I'm gonna post and I never do. So. I'm writing this down the piece of pen, the piece of pen, with a piece of paper and a pen. Birthday picture shirt, and so Matt's saying I'm copying his style with my Banana Republic shirt. Silly to him was let me write this back. Ha ha ha! Banana Republic, yes, but this ain't no thirty-dollar soft wash. We're talking $65 cashmere, soft as God's ass. Yeah, I pay top-line dollars for my BR Banana Republic outfits, so if Matt thinks I'm only spending 30 bucks a pop for that, he is sh- sadly mistaken. I was trying to think of a word to say there. Um, I was going to tell you how to get in contact with me. Wow, this is already a crazy podcast. Seven minutes in and I haven't told you how to get in contact with me. But if you're listening now and you're on season three, you already know how to get in contact with me. Go to www.facebook.com slash live at 605 and you can find everything there. You'll see status updates. You'll see pictures of uh, topics we talk about in the podcast. You'll also see my links to Twitter. So you can go to Twitter and I'm at MallenCamp. You follow me, I'll follow you back. You can email me, live at 605 at gmail.com. That's a lot of fun. Or if you don't have iTunes, you can go to dot 605podomaticcom P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C. And that's just another way you can download or listen to the podcast. And some other um, uh, social media links I'll give to you guys for me which I haven't given out. Is you can follow me on Instagram. Just sure. And we're back. So what just happened was I was right in the middle of a sentence, giving you out some contact and GarageBand, bam, bam, bam. GarageBand crashed on me, which has done a couple times, which is a big pain in the ass. But the good thing is, if you are podcasting on GarageBand or making a song or whatever, if it crashes and you don't save and you lose everything, like I just previously lost. You can actually recover your files. So luckily I just checked. I had the first chunk saved there. So that's okay. There was an interruption, which you wouldn't know if I never brought it up. But I'm going to bring it up because we keep it real here. So I was in the middle of telling you about how to find me on Instagram. Search John Mallon. Or I think my my user is Malincamp, just like. Twitter. So look me up on there. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. I have a couple pictures, but I'm going to keep posting and we'll have some fun with that. And of course, another one you can check me out on is Vine. I'm loving Vine. That's one of my favorite things. For those of you who don't know what Vine is, it's basically an, a video where it's just a six seconds is all you get to film a quick video. So a lot of people are really funny. They do really creative ones. I've done a couple. I'm going to keep doing more. So search me on there, John Mallon. It might be Mallon Camp, but just look for John Mallon and you'll see me. My pictures got me my sunglasses and the live at 605 Cover Art. So that's ways to get in contact with me. I feel like this day has just been cursed ever since I, I woke up this morning. So let's get into the sponsorship. This week's sponsor is brought to you by my crazy day. Uh, since I woke up. It was a late night. I couldn't sleep last night. I fell asleep like after 1. Woke up at 6. Couldn't fall back to sleep. So what I decided to do was like, oh, I'll get up. Went to the gym. Worked out for about an hour. Came back home. Made the bed. Cleaned up. Did the dishes. All this stuff. I then proceeded to walk into work. So I was very healthy today. You know, exercise for an hour. Walked to work for about 45 minutes. Did all that thing. Worked on a Biggest Loser promo, which was fun. And then I decided, since Val's out tonight, she's actually at the Polaris Music Awards. And depending on when this episode comes out, either we would have talked about it or we'll talk about it. But for those of you who are outside of Canada or don't know, or inside Canada, you don't know what the Polaris Awards are, it's a really cool, prestigious, as I try to say my words right, award show where they basically, I think it's just, might just be one award, maybe more, but I think it's just there's like eight or nine nominees for best album, best Canadian album. I know bands like Feist have won in, in the past and Arcade Fire, so this isn't for necessarily your mainstream. Like, Justin Bieber's not getting nominated. Sum 41's not getting nominated, although maybe they could. This is for more like the cool indie. You know, Arcade Fire, Feist is about as big as it gets for this kind of stuff. Um, hold on, I'm getting text messages again. What's Matt saying? He's just saying, "Ah, uh, uh, very nice." I have one similar from Banana Republic. What picture or what are you eating? in Val's picture. It does not look like something you put in your mouth. How are you? Are, are you all cu- cultured now? Ha ha ha! Wow, I suck at reading text messages. That was awful. I'm just gonna say, "Ha!" I'm recording a podcast now. Do you mind if I read this current convo? And it was a pork chop, salad, some weird green things that I don't usually eat. So that's it. Like I said, I'll post a picture of me eating dinner at Val's mom's birthday, which Matt has been commenting on. And back to the Polaris Awards. Yes, uh, we'll talk about this with Val, but that's where she is tonight. So I decided... I would get my own dinner because I'm not going to make dinner if I'm going to bachelor it up tonight. What I'm going to do is I'm going to podcast and I'm going to eat like a king. So one of my favorite sandwich places in all of Toronto, which you have to go to if you come here, it's called California Sandwiches and it's on a street called Claremont Street, I believe. It's, let's just say, around Dundas and Bathurst that area if you're looking for it. And they make the best sandwiches in all the city. And the sandwich I love to get It's the chicken, sweet chicken. It's fantastic. It's huge. I'll take a picture of this as well, and I'll post this. Let me write it down. Cali sandwich. Um, But anyways, I decided to walk there because it's kind of on my way home from work. But – oh, yeah, that was the other thing. I forgot my phone at home because I I was listening to my iPod. I forgot my phone. So I'm walking to California Sandwiches. I know where it is, but I hadn't – I've driven there. I hadn't walked there before. And I thought I went down the right path, but I went down a funky path, and I kind of got lost for about 15 minutes. And if I had my phone, I would have just Google mapped it. But long story short, eventually found it. And like I said, this day was crazy. I woke up super early, couldn't sleep, went to the gym, went to get a sandwich, got lost along the way. And then inside the sandwich place, let's just say it's got a certain kind of clientele there. Um... The very working man, the very working stiff man, you know, place where I was the only man there who was under 300 pounds and did not have a ponytail, basically. And everyone had ripped jeans, but not because they're fashionable, but more because they were probably working on a construction site or something of that nature. And here I am in one of my Banana Republic shirts, you know, a nice V neck, skinny jeans, and everyone was staring at me, but that was fine because I wanted my sandwich. So I got that walked home I was like let me check the laundry room let me be productive today if I'm going to podcast might as well do some laundry because I can podcast in between laundries and I did that put my clothes in the washer no problem but then when I came down it was completely full of people all the dryers were full I got one dryer to throw my clothes in I needed another dryer a guy came down and he was taking stuff out and I was trying to use his but other people were trying to use it and it was just complete chaos so as I'm saying this it is 745 PM September twenty third and I gotta go back down and get my laundry at eight oh seven. Hold on. At eight o seven. But it was just chaos and then I came back up here and I'm trying to do garage band podcasting and it crashes and either way, enough with that. I've talked too much about the chaos. This week's sponsorship of Live at 605 season 3 is all about, is all sponsored by My Crazy Day. So, I'm done with that. I want to now get into this mixed CD I made on October or in October of 2004, almost 10 years ago. And like I said, let me tell you where I was at 10 years ago or October 2004. Basically as a 19-year-old kid, I was done in school, so 19 I had, oh, you know what? This CD was probably made when I was in college. Yeah, first semester of college, I was probably, my guess would be, coming back from residence if it's October for probably Thanksgiving. So my guess was I was making a mix CD to take back to go to school and residence. So that's why I was, 19 years old, not a care in the world, moved out on my own for the first time in school, doing broadcast and film, and should we get to this. Without further ado, I'm going to pop in the CD here. There we go. And let's see. Okay, so we have 20 tracks. A total of an hour and 30 minutes, I believe. And it doesn't say what songs are on there. It just says track one, two, three, four. So I am going to see what the first track is. I'll tell you what it is. And then I'll play you a little snippet and we'll talk about it. So let's do that. Okay, so let's start off with a very embarrassing track. Well, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but it's Mario, You Should Let Me Love You. And I remember back in 2004, uh, it's actually it's funny that Matt's texting me now. Back in 2004, I think we both were in love with this Mario track. And who knows, maybe there's a girl back there and it just you've listened to the song and there's probably some girl from, from maybe school or residence or something. And I was like, oh, this song's perfect, I should listen to this, and I'll think about that, and then maybe something will happen. And actually, you know what, that's probably exactly what it was, as it was track number one. Because track number one, I remember when I made my mix CDs, was always important to put my favorite song at the time on, because I was like, i got to start things off right. And yeah, maybe I was a little more wide-eyed back then, and, and whatever, maybe I was using the song to work up the courage to talk to someone or something, but mario i think it's you should let me love you or let me love you or something like that but that's the song let me play you a little snippet and you guys let me know what you think because maybe 10 years ago you were listening to this and thinking about a girl I just
1: want to show you you are you should let me love you let me be the one to Baby good love and protection. Make me your selection. Show you the way love supposed to be. Baby you should let
0: me. Yeah, so that was Mario and I don't know, let me know guys what you think about that. And in between songs I was texting Matt, telling him about what this podcast was because we were definitely hanging out a lot back then as I was still in Ottawa in between school. And he just laughed in the text. He said, wow, that's either going to end up being really angry or really emo. LOL. Are you ready for this? I think we used to joke a lot back then. You know, 2004, this was before hipsters. This was like the big craze was being emo and listening to sad songs. Not Fall, Fall Out Boy, but just, you know, uh, maybe the Used or something like that. Because, you know, being 18, 19, 17, that's when your emotions got the best of you. So he thinks this is going to be pretty funny. I think it's going to be good. Such a contrast from song number one to song number two. Song number two is by the group Black Star, right? Black Star, I believe. Let me let me double check. I think I shazam this. Yeah, Black Star, which is Most Def and Talib quali. and the song is called Respiration. And I, you know, I remember hearing the song probably on Rap City. I didn't know who Black Star was. I knew who Talib Kholi was because he had the song Get By that Kanye West produced, one of his first big songs that Kanye West produced and I know knew most stuff as a rapper and actor and all this stuff and I think I just really like this song it's got a cool like early 90s feel like real underground uh, hip hop a lot of cool like lyrics and all this kind of stuff I sound like the biggest white nerd trying to describe this song right now and I don't know how I felt during this time during this song I just remember thinking oh this will give me some street cred which is good whilst I wear my Sean John, large shirt to radio class. So let's give this one a listen. If you're a casual rap fan, you've probably never heard of this. If you're into this kind of stuff, you'll love it. This is Black Star Reparation.
1: Night Alive, let's describe the inscrutable, the indisputable. We knew York, the narcotics. Draped in metal and fiber optics. We're mercenaries, paid to trade hot stocks for profits. Thirsty criminals, dick pockets. hot knuckles on the second hands of working class watches. Skyscrapers, is colossus. The cost of living is preposterous. Stay alive, you pay and die, no options. no
0: If you guys like that one, if you did, tweet me at Kemp Let me know what you thought. And actually tweet me or Facebook me and let me know out of the 20 songs what the, your favorite song was or if you find maybe a mixtape from long ago, let me know what you're listening to. And for song number three, I didn't realize how much of an R&B fan I was back in 2004 because next up is Usher, a.k.a. Usher, which, you know, what makes sense because I think in 2004, that's when he had his big album, Confessions, with the song Yeah and Let It Burn and all that, which is a lot of fun. And it's not that one of those songs. It's a song that is uh, number three on my 2004 October CD mixtape is called "Bad Girl" by Usher, and it's kind of a cool. I still like it, you know. I just listening to it now reminded me of how much I like the song, and I remember I can't tell you what I was feeling, but I can tell you why this song was on the CD was because I loved the opening line, and I haven't sang on the podcast in a while, so guys, get ready. This is the whole reason why I would listen to the song is for like the opening uh, eight or nine lyrics. Which was this? I think I would even listen to this part and skip it. So this is my favorite part of the whole song, and I'll play you some. This is Usher, "Bad Girl." I'll sing it my way, and then I'll let Usher do it his. So I love this part. Shown up. What y'all know about a supermodel? Fresh out of M magazine,
1: By the whole bottle.
0: Enjoy the real Usher part.
1: Showed up. Sorry. Show What he do? Uh, Pimping. Oh boy. Uh. What y'all know about a supermodel? Fresh out of Air Magazine, My whole bottles. Look, Pip juice.
0: Okay, now you guys are gonna love track number four. I think track number four. This was definitely. The biggest song of 2004, at least when it comes to rap songs. I remember, I distinctly remember every college party I went to this song playing. And I also remember in school, in like the the lounge area, this song would just be on repeat. And now you technically don't dance to this song, but everybody would dance to this song. And I remember loving this song. So the song I'm talking about is Fat Joe with Lean Back. You all know, oh, I guess maybe it's not Fat Joe. Sorry, it's Terror Squad featuring Fat Joe. Or Terror Squad, I guess, is his rap group. What's up with these rappers? And then they get like their whole posse involved. They always suck. They're never as good. Um, But yeah, Fat Joe, lean back. You guys, if you're under the age of 33, you'll know the song and you'll remember it. But to my dad, you definitely don't know the song. So you'll be listening to this for the first time. But maybe you're in the car and... You'll do as the song says and just lean back, lean back, lean back and do the rock away. Yeah, this song was funny because the whole thing is about not dancing but just being in the club and rocking your shoulders back and forth, which they call the lean back, but I just call it the white guy dance because when I'm in the club, I can't dance very well. So I just try to look cool and just rock my shoulders back. But you know what? For Halloween in a couple weeks, I'm going to bring back the lean back and I'm going to go in the club and I'm going to lean my ass back. And dance this song. throwback to 2004 the biggest song of 2004 Hope you guys enjoy it. Terror Squad, lean back. Lean back. Lean back.
1: Do the rock away. Uh, don't dance, it's pull up a pants. And, uh, do the rackaway. Uh, now lean back. Brooklyn. Lean, lean back. Lean back. Come on. Oh. Don't dance, it's pull up a pants. And, uh, uh, do the rock away come on. Come on. Now lean back. Uh-huh. Oh. Lean back. Oh.
0: Or Fat Joe. I mean, I think he had a couple big songs around that whole time frame, and then he fell off. Yeah, I think he had a whole beef with Fifty Cent, and now I think the last time I saw Fat Joe, he was skinnier. Joe, not as big, but nobody cares about him. Just do lean back, lean back. Maybe do a 2013 version and bring in like Walk a Flock of Flame or somebody like that. But next up, this is song five, and I know this is one of Val's favorite rap groups. Again, it's another rap group, another rap song. And this is UTP with Noila no, 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 Nolia Clap. I can't even say it. Nolia Clap. This is funny. I always like to do games with Foul where it's like name that rapper's nickname or tell me what the song's about. I have no idea what the Nolia Clap is about. Actually, you know what I think it is? I think maybe it's a clap to do if like the cops are coming and you're selling drugs like in the wire or something. Do the Nolia clap and then you know to stop dealing drugs. So here's the thing. This is definitely the CD is influenced by school and residence and being in college because in that lounge where everybody was doing the lean back dance, all people would watch there was a big ass TV in there and all anybody would watch was either Chappelle Show, which was I think had just come out at that time, or BET. So I think this is where I'm getting all my stuff because people would, in between between class, they would play foosball and watch BET and I remember listening to this song and it was pretty catchy and I used to love this song (laughs) I don't think i've listened to it since maybe 2005 and utp i don't even know what that stands for i think juveniles in this group or something and i remember um i remember watching the music video on BET, and they're just all doing the 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 nolia clap and this was the era this is i think when all the rappers were wearing really baggy clothes i mean if you're wearing shorts your shorts were down to your ankles you had like four layers of t-shirts on and i remember when i was in college this is back when I wore large shirts and not my snug, fitting, small to medium shirts. And I think I would wear three layers of shirts, two white shirts, then maybe a big shirt over top. And oh, those were bad days, fashion-wise, as I think everyone had. And I love this. So- I love this song. I think I still like it. I wouldn't say I love it. It's pretty funny, and I think you guys will like it again. This is going to be a, a good. Education for my dad, who's definitely listening, and I don't think he's heard any of these songs. So hopefully he, he enjoys this, and maybe I'll have some Leonard skinner halfway through that he can enjoy. But this is UTP with Nolia Clap, Nolia Clap, Nolia Clap. I don't know. Just give it a listen.
1: Clap. Y'all hear that? Nolia clap. I'm in a Cali, oh, you know I'm here in front of town. My oh. chaotic in the rowing, cause it's going down. down. You see the DBs? Tell them what you're
0: looking for. Oh. I got some rope, I got some change, I, I got some for form. All right, now that, that last know. song's pretty catchy. I bet you're gonna go out and download that song and start doing the Nolia clap because it's, it's a catchy beat. Now, this is definitely a very 2004 CD, a very crunk CD, because next up. We have Little John and the East Side Boys featuring Little Scrappy with What You Gonna Do. And now I think next to Lean Back, this was probably the second or third biggest rap song of the year. Because back then, uh Little John, this was when he was huge. This is when he like produced or did the the Usher album, the whole yeah thing, and he had put out his album that year and he was really big. Chappelle show, you know, was making fun of him. So uh Little John was huge, and again, everyone in school was listening to this album and listening to this song and this was a huge song back then. And I actually do have a funny story about this song. So one of my friends from my class, we were all... The great thing about about my college class was I think it was a class of 35 and it was that same 35 in each one of our same uh, courses. So we all got to know each other really well and I remember one of the very first video assignments I was in a group it was me and three people and uh, one of the guys who was in the group with th- me his name was Jermaine. And he was awesome and really cool and really hip. And he was a cool black dude. And I was – it was funny. I don't know where to go with this. Um, Yeah, so we were doing this video assignment and we had to go film. It was like a basketball commercial or something. So we were getting this friend who was a basketball player, huge tall guy. And we're driving to this place. I was living in Scarborough at the time. So they come pick me up and they're just blasting all this like rap music. And I think they're just looking at me like, oh, look at this. Corny ass white guy, or whatever. Although, Jermaine was awesome, super cool guy. We became pretty good friends. I haven't talked to him in a while. And his friend was really nice. But I don't think they expected me to know any rap songs. And the first song I think they played was this song, The Little John, What You Gonna Do. And the funniest part, I'll play this part, was when Little Scrappy comes on. He has this whole rap. I remember none of us were saying anything during the first part of the song. When the Little Scrappy part came on, we all started rapping it at the same time, same part perfectly and they we all just started bursting out laughing and i think they all gave me like daps and high fives or whatever you want to call it and it was hilarious and i think after that they're like oh man respect and then they started telling me about this rapper cannabis so i have a prediction that somewhere on this album i might have cannabis and if i do it's because of jermaine and his friend and i'm going to play the part that we all rapped and i think the part i'm trying to think oh hold on and so this is the part we all rapped little scrappy what you gonna do my brain is taking in too much pain i'm about to explode burst and then take names i'm impressed i remember that what you gonna do little john i'm gonna go get my laundry i'll see you in a second <laughs> my brain is
1: taking in too much pain i'm about to explode first and then take names but it's cool little shower don't be so alone i learned to brood nigga without jabbing the
0: Okay, laundry has been folded, I've eaten my California sandwich dinner, I am ready to get back to the podcast, back to my 2004 October CD, and back into what has been all R&B and hip-hop and rap, and track number seven, we're staying with the R&B flow, and we have up is A. Marie's Why Don't We Fall In Love, featuring Ludacris, so... My guess as to why this song is on, I'm not a big Amory fan. I haven't listened to Amory. I don't know what her songs are other than this one. And I think 2004 was the height of me liking Ludacris, and basically, this is how simple it was. Any song he put out, whether it was his own or his featured on another song, I would just download it, listen to it. Now this song's actually pretty good for an R&B track. Pretty upbeat and fun, and Ludacris has a good verse, and uh this one i don't really have any stories for i don't remember having a feeling i don't remember anything associated in 2004 with this song other than the fact that i really seem to like Ludacris. so how about we give this a listen i might play the Ludacris first or maybe i'll play her singing part who knows let's find out right now with a. Marie's why don't we fall in love so So if 2004 was maybe the height of my ludicrous Fandemonium, then 2004 was also the height of me loving the Fast and the Furious movie. And I'm not talking about Fast and Furious 5 or Fast 6 or Fast 7 or whatever movie they're on now. I'm talking about the original Fast and Furious movie when it was actually about racing cars and not about, you know... Driving through an exploding airplane with Vin Diesel on the hood of the car, excuse me, or whatever it is, and I remember Fast and the Furious again. Really like their soundtrack. This is from uh, the songs from the first Fast and the Furious, and number track eight on my October two thousand four CD is Jaw Rules. Life ain't a game. Now before I loved Ludacris, I was a big Jaw Rule fan, as we all were, or was, or whatever it is. We all were big fans of his from 2000 to 2004. We all loved his songs with Ashanti, and I remember loving him in high school as everyone else did. He would go to the dances and listen to the songs and dance to whatever Ja Rule song it was. Now, of course, nobody listens to him. Nobody cares, whatever it is. Although, I've listened to a few older Ja Rule songs, and I still don't mind them too much. So, this song, Life in a Game, I still don't mind it. It's still pretty good for his standards or whatever. Now, I just remember always watching this movie back in the day. I actually still have it on DVD. And I still like the first Fast and the Furious. I thought it was pretty good. You know, it made stars out of out of Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. And I had a pretty big crush, I guess, on Michelle Rodriguez at the time. Then she was on Lost, which was awesome. And then I think she got in a car accident and killed someone, which is never good. But I think she's back in the movie Machete. And I love that movie. So maybe I like her again. Who knows? But... I think I've seen most of the Fast and Furious since the first one, and it's just funny how ridiculous they've gotten now. And they've added The Rock and Ludacris, and everybody's on it now. And it's a good, you know, free movie to watch on demand or whatever. But I still like the first one, and I remember listening to the soundtrack and wanting to race cars and thinking how cool Vin Diesel is with his big bald head and his giant, massive arms. And that's about it. I, I do think the Fast and the Furious. Why do I feel like it came out before 2004? I don't know. I feel like it came out a couple years ago, but a couple years prior to that. So I'm not sure why this Jaw Rules song is on here. Maybe I kind of just rediscovered it, and I was really into it at this time. Who knows? But let's give it a listen. Jaw Rules, life ain't a game, and hopefully we have a little bit my a little bit more diversity when we come back with uh, the rest of the songs. And for song number nine, we probably have what my guess will be is the funniest song of the album. And I remember listening to this song. The song is called Bust One Foya. F-A-Y-A, and it's by Devin the Dude. And it's basically a song about him wanting to bust his nut and he sings it. And it's really funny. I don't even know how I discovered this song. I feel like it must have been someone played it for me in college or or I just heard it on the radio or I looked it up or something like that. But this song's so ridiculous. It's only like a minute and 15 seconds. So I'm going to play the whole track for you so you can enjoy it and listen to it and and all that goodness. But as a 9 year old kid... Who isn't going to laugh as a 19-year-old male about a man singing about busting one for you and singing horribly and off-key and just using all these hilarious words? So I remember loving it at the time, thinking it was really funny. Now, what does the 28-year-old John Mountain think about a song about a guy busting one for you? Well, I still think it's funny. I think that's the thing about guys. Guys will always find that stuff funny. And I'm sure when Val listens to this, she's going to say, you throughout the song so I kind of want to be there when she listens to this song or hopefully I should take a that's what I should do you know what if I remember this maybe I'll take a vine of Val listening to this song for the first time ever and we'll see what her reaction to it is I think it's pretty funny I still like it the guys will like it girls if you don't like it fast forward one minute and then we'll come back with a new track but this is track number nine from my October 2004 mixtape which I made and this is bust one for ya, by my main man, Devin the Dude.
1: What's up, girl? <laughs> it's been a while, huh? Oh yeah, I be trying to do a little sound. No, I can't sing, I can't sing, girl. i just be bullshit, man. I'm getting high, so. <laughs> Want me to sing something for you? What do you mean?
0: Thing. did you laugh did you think that was disgusting did you not even know what he was singing about let me know what you think on twitter i'm at malencamp, camp or leave me a comment on facebook at live at 605 uh, facebook.com slash live at 605 or come follow me on instagram and post a picture of your reaction to this and i'll follow you back and maybe i'll post my own picture so next up uh let me well yeah, basically so far this whole CD is just taking me back to first year university because half of these songs, I just remember everyone in my course or everyone in the school just being in the lounge, watching BET, listening to all these songs. So I feel like these are all very BET influence, which is funny. But track number 10 is Nas with Thief, Thief's Theme. And he's it's, it's really weird. It's the song where he samples... Kindergarten Davida, or is it in the Garden of Evil. I don't know. You know, that In the Garden of Eden, baby. It's weird. He has two songs where he samples the exact same song. This one, Thief's theme. Then he sampled it on like his next album, Hip Hop is Dead, or whatever. I like the second version better, not the one that I'm going to play for you now. But at the time, this is what, you know, everyone was listening to as well. It wasn't as big as the Lean Backs, wasn't as big as that Little John song. But this is what the quote-unquote hip-hop heads were listening to. You know, the real street music, whatever it was. And I think, I don't think I know, this song was in one of my all-time favorite movies and probably my favorite movie of 2004, if not 2005, which is The Departed, the awesome Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, what's-his-face, Matt Damon. And they just like play a quick snippet of the song in the movie with... Uh, Leo DiCaprio when he's driving with his cousin to go do something early on in the movie. And I think it's it's a pretty cool song. It's I'm surprised more people don't sample this song because it's a really cool uh, original song, and that's a pretty good sample. It's so good that Nas sampled it twice. But I'll play you this one. It's Thief's Theme. That's a tongue twister, at least for me. Thief's Theme. Thief's Theme. I can't even say it three times fast. I can't even say it three times slow. Let me say it three times slow. Thieves theme, thief's theme, thief's theme, as my th is popping. It's a good way to warm up. Maybe I'll do those exercises before I do podcasts rather than just drinking, rather than just drinking. I should should do mouth exercises rather than drinking. What am I doing with my life? But let's give it a listen. I'm not going to say the name of the song again because I clearly can't say it, but this is by Nasty Nas, and let's hope for another good song coming back from this great Harris Smalls listening to Peter
1: Winston MacIntosh Lightning hits the top of the church steeple when I'm writing you automatic no hyphen it's frightening the thief's theme play me at night they won't that right understandable small shit that murder was moved way the thief's theme play me at night they won't that right understandable small shit that murder was moved pretty with. cool the beat
0: eh eh as i sound very canadian very cool beat eh Uh, (laughs) lame, nerd, is what I am right now. Next up, I have the most random song so far on the CD. It's another rap song, but it samples a very famous Bootsy Collins song. Bootsy, baby. Uh, It samples Bootsy Collins' I Rather Be With You, and this is Easy Ease, I Rather Fuck With You, or I Rather Fuck You, I think it's called. I Rather Be Fucking You, something like that, where he just... It's, I don't even think he flips the original song or beat. I think it's the exact same song, same beat. He just sings about wanting to F somebody. And again, this is up there with the Devin, the dude song that we heard earlier in the podcast about wanting to bust one for you. So I think this is, again, probably just a joke song that we would listen to a night of drinking or hanging out or partying, whatever it was. And I like Easy E. He's a cool guy. Although he was a big drug dealer and had guns and did all this crazy stuff. But he was cool. Actually, oddly enough, I was walking to work today. And one of the songs that came on, out of like the 15,000 songs I have on my iPod, I always put them, I put it on random because I I like to find, I sometimes discover new music on my iPod because I have so many songs I don't listen to them all. But one of the songs that came on was Fuck the Police by NWA. And I love NWA and that's a hilarious song. Well, it's hilarious now. I'm sure back then it actually meant something to the people living in the ghetto because it was a big statement to stand up for what's right, this and that. But I love listening to NWA because I know most of the lyrics off by heart, especially that song, and definitely Gangsta Gangsta. I would love to do that song in hip-hop karaoke, which maybe I will do it because Gangsta Gangsta is a fantastic song, and I used to rap that. I can still rap that. And if you ask me in person, I'll rap it for you. I'm not going to do that now, though. But, Easy was cool, the coolest guy at the Jerry Curl back in the '90s. Uh, Rock the Bells tour, Wu Tang and uh, Wu Tang and Bone Thugs and Harmony brought out holograms of Old Dirty Bastard, who you heard on my Late Night at Six to Five episode. I interviewed Old Dirty Bastard's hologram. That was a lot of fun to so listen to that back in season two. And then Bone Thugs and Harmony brought out the hologram of Easy E. And I have no problem going to a concert with a hologram. I actually think it's a good idea for a rap show because a lot of times, a lot of rappers have features on their albums. So I've been to a few rap shows where the rapper will only do a one-minute version of their song because the next two minutes is of rappers that's featured on it. So if you do holograms of people who are featured on your song and then when your song comes on, don't just cut out after a minute. Play the hologram part. I'd definitely be down for that. So Maybe one of these days I'll get to see EZE e Hologram, with Bone thugs in harmony But this is I'd Rather Be Fucking You by EZE e Enjoy. <laughs> Okay, so keeping with the theme of hip-hop and R&B, which is what this whole album seems to be, I'm very excited by track number 12 because it features probably my all-time favorite R&B singer, which is R. Kelly. And the song is Twista. Do you guys remember him? He's the fast-rapping rapper from Chicago. He got really big when he was on the Kanye West song, um... Slow Jams with Jamie Foxx. And then he put out this one album, Kamikaze, I think, which was huge. It had Slow Jams and a few other good songs. And I like any rapper who can rap fast, whether it's him or Busta Rhymes or Tech N9ne or whatever it is. But he did a song, Twister, with R. Kelly called So Sexy from that album. And then I guess back in 2004, they thought they would try to recreate the magic and do So Sexy too. And when I was just listening to it now, it's not quite as good but regardless, it has R. Kelly, and I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. R. Kelly is my favorite non-comedian out there because he has so many ridiculous songs. I, I'm sure I've talked about him before on the podcast. He has a song called Real Talk, and as soon as you're, you're done... Okay, you know what? No, he's going to be the... He'll be my band of the week, and I'll save the talk for this later on, but I'm going to make Real Talk the song of the week by the band of the week, and you have to... You have to listen to it. I don't know if you guys, when I get to the Band of the Week, if you just turn it off at that point, but I'm telling you right now, you have to listen to this week's Band of the Week, Real Talk by R. Kelly, because you will love that song. And I'll tell you more songs to download by R. Kelly, but Real Talk is the most ridiculous song you'll ever hear. It's a story about him breaking up with his girlfriend, and it's hilarious. So whatever you do, make sure you stick around for that, because it's going to be probably my favorite Band of the Week ever. So let's get towards that process. Let me stop talking. Let's play this Twista and R. Kelly song. And stick around for the endings. you'll hear maybe my favorite song ever by R. Kelly. So enjoy this one. A few more tracks to go. In the
1: way, like speaking words to my head in the bed. Then that we work it, we can do with that one way. Look at thick as a loaf of bread by the legs. And you get the shaking the way the Twista make the tongue play. And this is for the love and the ladies. The fine women that be rolling Mercedes. Can we be gone?
0: Okay, so now this might be out of all the songs I played so far, <clears throat> I've played songs about people busting one. I've talked I've played songs about people wanting to fuck other people. This song I'm a little bit embarrassed by, and this is G Unit's Smile. And it goes, I wanna be the reason you smile, smile. And I don't know. I think 2004. This was around the time when 50 Cent was ginormous after he put out "In the Club" and Wangsta and "21 Questions." And it's so funny because Ja Rule was doing the whole like rapping singing thing, and then he got into the beef with 50 Cent, and 50 Cent was like the street cool guy, and then he Ja Rule nobody listens to him again, and then 50 Cent does the exact same sing songy R and B rap songs. But I don't I don't I don't understand how that stuff works. But anyways, I don't think I ever really liked G-Unit. Like I liked, obviously, 50 Cent at the time. He's another guy who blows now, but his first album's fantastic, and maybe I'll do In the Club for Hip Hop Karaoke. This is just turning out to be one whole big CD worth of songs I should be doing at Hip Hop Karaoke, because I kind of want to do Lean Back now at Hip Hop Karaoke. I think that'd be pretty fun as well. But Smile, I think this was, again, another big song in BT. And now when I say BT, I especially especially mean the show 106 and park people love that show 106 and park to anyone who's not familiar is basically it's just like a countdown show like the top 10 most popular songs of the day but i remember this song is pretty big in the video i think they're probably like riding around singing to their girls or whatever and it's just it's so lame and ridiculous and corny but it's got a kind of a cool beat and 50 cent sings the chorus and i don't know you you may make up your mind I think it's pretty ridiculous. I don't know why I was listening to this song, but a 19 year old John Malone liked it. 28 year olds? 28 year old? Not so much, but you be the judge. Maybe you're 19. Maybe you like this song. Enjoy. want
1: to be the you smile. want to be the you smile. want to be the easy smile.
0: Okay, like I said, 2004. My favorite rapper at the time was Ludacris, so it's only right to have a Ludacris. Another, I, there's already a ludicrous song on here, right? To have another Ludacris song on my mixtape, and this is "Get Back," which was his first single from his Red Light District album. Maybe I think that's what it was, or I don't know. It doesn't matter what album it was from, but funny, I I do remember one day. When I was in uh, residence and when I went to school first year, I didn't really know Toronto too well. All I really knew was where I was staying, which was in Scarborough, where there was a McDonald's across the street, and I knew how to get to the Scarborough Town Centre and then from there to take the subway to go to the Danforth, Pape and Danforth to go to school. Other than that, I didn't really know the Eaton Centre yet. I didn't know downtown Toronto. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I remember one day I had, I was at school... And I think I had like a two or three hour break in between classes. And it was the release day for the Ludacris album, whichever one it is that this song was on. I don't remember now. And I was like, oh, I really want to get this CD because this is back when I still had a CD player. I think this was, I think 2004 was the year I got an iPod. I probably got it for Christmas. So this is probably, this might be the last CD I ever made. And then I had an iPod and I didn't need to make CDs anymore and waste money on that. But yeah, I remember. Two or three-hour break. I'm like, I want to buy the Ludicrous CD. It just came out today. So I go from the Danforth, and Danforth, and take the subway all the way to the Scarborough Town Center. And for those of you who live outside of Toronto or don't know Toronto that well, that's like a good 45 minutes to an hour of commuting from subways and rapid transits and buses and all this stuff when I'm so stupid because if I knew Toronto, I could have just gone any other local CD store or even gone to the Eaton Center which would have been a lot quicker but yeah I think well I definitely I took the train and all that right back to the Scarborough Town Center bought the CD I definitely went to the food court I know that for a fact because anytime I went to the Scarborough Town Center I'm hitting up the food court and I'm gonna make a guess but chances are I went to New York Fries, because really if you're going to a food court what else are you gonna get other than New York Fries? I You can't get anything else. You're going to get Chinese food. You're going to get a sub. No, you got to get New York fries. New York fries are the best, and they have Fountain Dr. Pepper, which you can't pass up, right? So that's my ludicrous story. I took a three-hour break. It probably took me over three hours to go to Scarborough, get the CD, eat some New York fries, come back down to Toronto, go to class, and listen to some Luda. So was it worth the hassle, do you guys think? Give this track a listen. This is Get Back. By Ludacris, let me know what you think. Hey
1: little stupid, don't make me lose geek, geek. Woo, woo. Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear. Get back, get back. You don't know me like that. Get back, get back, you don't know me like that. Geek, geek. Woo, woo. I ain't playing around, make one false move, I take it down.
0: Okay, I think this is a good time to take a quick pause from the mixtape CD from 2004 and break you off with one of John's life tips. Life... 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 Tips. Yo, this is my life tips.
1: Take your mind on a little trip.
0: As I make your bitch trip, this is John's life tips. I'll make this one uh, quick because I still have another, I think, five or six songs I want to talk about, but... This is a simple one that I think maybe a lot of you might know. I know a few people at my work do it. And this is one that you should be doing at work, and you should also just be doing it out in public. And basically, a little gross, not that gross. It's, It's more about health and germs. So stay with me. But if you go and use the washroom, whether it's at work or in public or just anywhere that's outside your house or outside of where you're not comfortable, basically, if you're not comfortable enough to sit down your bare ass on a seat toilet, This is what you need the tip for. So when you're done in a public washroom, washing your hands, rather than when you're leaving, taking your freshly washed hand and opening the door to walk back out to wherever you're going, when you're done washing your hands, take a paper towel and use that to open the door to walk out and then go find the garbage and throw that paper towel out because you will be shocked to know how many, at least for men, how many grown-ass men, did I say men or men? How many... Grown-ass men do not wash their hands. And I've been in the washroom with people standing next to them using the urinal or whatever, and I we finish at the same time. I go to wash my hands, and without a care in the world, they just walk on out, grabbing the door with their dick-soiled hands and going on to the rest of the world. And the last thing I want to do after I freshly wash my hands is grab a door... Where someone's hands been or it's also been on their Johnson, you know. So, and you might think, Oh, no, everybody washes their hands, but trust me when I say this I've seen a lot this year and my whole life, especially the last couple of years, grown ass men not washing their hands after using the bathroom. And sometimes they do wash their hands, but they'll just throw their hands under the water for a second, then go out, not putting soap, not doing anything. So, if you get a paper towel and just open up that door. Your hands stay fresh because that—that's it. I this is a simple one. You guys probably already do this, or if you don't, you'll be like, "Oh, that's so smart! I should be doing this." And trust me, ladies, you'll want to do it too because I've heard a few stories from girls at my work about walking in the ladies' washrooms with used hand buns on the floor, and God there's other things I won't even mention—shit on the floor. But ladies, you can be just as disgusting as guys. We can't take all the blame. My life tip, when you're in the public washroom, after you wash your hands, use a paper towel to open the door, and then go on with the rest of your life. So, that is my life tip. Enjoy it, live it, love it, experience it. Let me know what you think. Life.
1: Life. life
0: tips. Yo, this is my life tips.
1: Take your mind on a little trip.
0: As I make your bitch trip, this is John's life tip. Okay, so I played a G-Unit 50 Cent song a couple minutes ago. And like I said, this was... I keep saying the height of certain songs or whatever, but this is when 50 Cent was super popular. And this was also the year when Ja Rule had a big comeback single, and he went back to being a real street, tough, gritty rapper or whatever with his song, New York, which featured Jadakiss and Fat Joe from Lean Back fame. See, we're all listening and learning here, and it's all connected, all this... Music, love, stuff, whatever. It's all connected together. But, yeah, this this, uh, this was off his album R-U-L-E. And everyone really liked the song. It was all about New York. You know, people like New York songs. Just listen to the Jay-Z, Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind song. But the funny thing was, again, goes back to BET. I remember in residence, my roommate at the time, I forget his name, but I think he was studying to become a cop. And we both enjoyed watching BET. And I remember we watched on BET, the making of this music video with Jaw Rule. And we were both working on the computer, doing homework. We left BET on. We saw that the making of this Ja Rule video was coming on. We both stopped, got on our separate beds, and watched the making of. And the video takes place throughout the five boroughs of New York, see how cool I am. And I remember liking it. I thought it was a cool song. I thought it was a cool video. And I probably wouldn't do the song for hip hop karaoke because I don't think anybody would like it. But let's give it a listen, anyways. Ja rules, New York.
1: Honey guns. I got a honey gun to honey clips, nigga. I'm from New York. New York. I gotta send me automatic that spits next time if you talk. You talk. I got a honey gun to honey clips, nigga. I'm from New York. New Gotta send me automatic next time
0: if you talk. Okay, and so like Matt said earlier in his in his tweet, he's like, Oh god, this CD's gonna all all be either emo music or angry music. There hasn't been any emo or angry music until now, and this is probably the angriest song I've ever heard. And it's M and M with his song Kim from the uh the Marshall Mathers LP, I believe. I think that was his second album and this is all a song. I th- from what I remember, I haven't really listened to the song in a while. Where I think he like kidnaps his wife, Kim or whatever, and he takes her in the woods and kills her or something. And it's not so much of a song as it is uh, a short movie set to music, where he's not even rapping. It's all just him yelling and all this stuff. And I I think what I distinctly remember was I was like, oh, you know what? This would be a cool like monologue to do. I don't think I had. I think I was listening to this too because this was before 2004 this is maybe like 2001 or something the song came out i remember in drama class we had to do monologues or something for a final project and you could pick a script this or that i was like oh i almost want to do this song because it's a really cool it's not even a song it's just like a six minute long short film and uh, i was like oh this would be a cool thing to try try out and and do or whatever and but then I was like, oh no, this is far too angry, and I I do not have this in me to yell at people. Like like I said, I'm not an angry person. I won't get into a fight, but I will sass the bejesus out of you and your dog. Hey, watch your dog. I'm like the Heisenberg of dog sassing, basically, is the way I see it. So long story short, this was a song I would think about being like, oh, this would be cool to do like a one act play. And I'll probably only do a quick snippet of this song because it's so angry and so crazy. And if you're not used to Eminem, then you'll be like, what the hell is this? But this is back when I kind of liked Eminem. I was never his biggest fan. I never, like, worshipped the guy. I liked his first couple albums. And then I just thought he sucked. I don't like any of his new I haven't liked anything since, I think, his uh, Eminem show, which came out probably over 10 years ago. I know he has a new album coming out in a couple months, but I could care less. People seem to like him. So this is Eminem with the song Kim. And we'll be back in a couple seconds because this is an angry, angry song. We're all about positivity here. Sit
1: down, bitch, and move again. i beat the shit out of you.
0: Oh, God. I hope Matt is listening to this because he's exactly right now. It went from the angry song to now the emo song. And this is the 17th song on a 20-song mixtape I made. And the first 16 songs are all rap and hip-hop and R&B and all this. And then I go into an art or I go into an emo song, which I don't even want to say who it's by or what it is. But basically, song number 17 is Perfect World by Simple Plan. And I don't even know why I would put this song on here. It's uh, it's so – I'm like laughing at myself. It's so embarrassing. But I, I do admit to really liking their first album. I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember what any of the songs are called. But I remember really liking the first album. And this was maybe their second or third album, and I think this was the big first single. And I was still still like the band at the time. Like I said, I was only nineteen years old, so this is the stuff you're into. I would never listen to Simple Plan now. I'm sure you're all laughing, saying, "Yeah, right." I bet you, I bet you probably do, but I wouldn't. And I don't really have any stories about Simple Plan. Uh, I think the only Simple Plan story I have was when I was seventeen, eighteen. I took a year off from school and I volunteered at Rogers Cable. We talked about this in season two, episode two or three with Ashley when I volunteered at Rogers. And I remember there was this girl who I met waiting for for probably my dad to pick me up. And we talked for a few minutes. She was really nice, very pretty. And I never saw her again. And there was like some simple plan song that probably reminded me of her. And that's all I got about simple plan. So, um, perfect world I got nothing to say about this song I'm embarrassed you guys can laugh at me let's make this another quick snippet because I want to forget this memory about ever being a simple plan fan but hey they're a good Canadian band they got famous probably made some money so good for them This whole mix CD of 2004 October is such like such so all all over the place. It's the first 16 songs are all rap songs. and Now I'm into all this emo pop punk stuff because track number 18 on the mixtape is M and M's, not Eminem the rapper, but the song M and M's by Blink 182. And again, this song didn't even come out in 2004. The song came out in like the mid 90s, and I know I definitely listened to this song in the mid. 90s and the late 90s, so I have no idea why I would put this song out of all the Blink-182 songs on now at 2004. I guess I'm like, well, if I'm listening to Simple Plan, might as well keep going all the way and listen to Blink-182. My next guess, this next song might be some 41. Who knows? There's, there's only two more songs left after this, so I'm wondering if I'm going to go back to my rap roots or if I'm going to go even more emo, pop, punk, whatever it is, and... Again, I don't remember what I was feeling listening to this song 10 years ago. I remember loving Blink-182. They were the first concert I ever saw. They headlined Edge Fest. I think I talked about that episode that uh experience as well in one of the concert episodes. But again, they were huge. I I this is when you were 17, 18, 19. This was the stuff you're listening to. You were listening to Eminem, you're listening to Simple Plan and and Blink-182 and Fat Joe and it was fun. Like As much as we were watching BET at, at school, we were also listening to like the, uh, the Blink-182s and the broken social scenes and stuff like that. So it's very weird and random that this Blink-182 song, out of all the songs, was put on the CD, but let's give it a listen. We've got two songs left after this, and let's find out what they are. Uh, because when
1: I'm with you nothing I wouldn't do I just want to be your-
0: second last track track number 19 and it's it's funny i think i said the first song on all, on all these mixed cds i made are always my favorite songs at the time and it only seems to be getting worse and worse now as we go down because i am definitely embarrassed by this song number 19 oh god i don't i definitely don't want to say this but the song's called so impossible by dashboard confessional and that's about as emo as it gets. Basically, I think I found out about Dashboard through Matt, and he might kick me now for saying this, but he was a big Dashboard fan back in the day, 10 years ago. And I used to make fun of him hardcore, because I'm like, oh, this is the dumbest, emo-est music, you know you music I've ever heard, and you're so lame and stupid, and this and that, and he'd make fun of me for listening to Lean Back by Fat Joe, or whatever it is. But I guess secretly, I must have liked Dashboard Confessional as well. Clearly, if I put this song on, and I don't even I'm, to my recollection, I if I heard the song randomly on the radio, I, I would say to myself, "I've never heard this song." And clearly, I've heard it and I've listened to it before because I made a mixed CD with it. But the only song I ever really liked by Dashboard and it's really hokey and cheesy now is um "Hands Down" by Dashboard Confessional, and it's the acoustic version. I like that song. I like the lyrics. Cause, you know. When you're 18 years old, it makes you think of a girl you like or whatever. A guy you like could be this or that. But this song, So Impossible by by Dashboard, oh, I'm so embarrassed. So I don't know. I got nothing to say. I just probably would listen to this song and get an emo for five minutes and then listen to some rap or whatever. So it pains me to say. But So Impossible by Dashboard Confessional. I know for sure when I see Val after she listens to this, she will – uh, heckle and make fun of me but it's granted one song left after this let's hope i i i get back to something good
1: no 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 i
0: um gets worse <laughs> the second simple plan song ends the john Mallon October CD 2004 mixtape, and this is Untitled by Simple Plan, which is another very slow and very emotional song about heartbreak and this and that. And this is this, this says a lot to this, definitely defines me from 2004 October. I'm guessing where, as much as I love those rap tunes, what 19 year old kid doesn't want to listen to Simple Plan and cry? And, and weep and this and that. And I'm sure I wasn't crying or anything, but you definitely. Hey, you got you had to get emotional back in the day. You had to listen to songs that made you feel something. Nowadays, because I'm all happy and successful and all this and that, I don't listen to the sad songs. I like to listen. So I like to listen to party rap songs like Walk a Flock of because I feel like I can't. That's the funny thing is I can't relate to songs like Simple Plan or like any of those Teeny Boppy whatever songs. I can't relate to that because I'm not sad. I'm not this or that. But at the same time, I can't relate to like Kanye West or Jay Z songs because that's all about being super rich and really famous and this and that. The only songs I can relate to now is Southern party rap music like Gucci Main and Walk a Flock of Flame and stuff like that. Because they're rapping about what I'm doing, which is party hard, enjoying life, making money, getting them rubber bands, and doing all that kind of stuff. So. As much as it pains me to say, this, the, the last song is Untitled by Simple Plan. Let me play a little quick snippet, then we'll come back, we'll end this thing, we'll debrief, we'll talk about what happened, and we'll end this podcast with some R. Kelly. Everybody's screaming, I try to make a sound but no one hears me. I'm slipping off the edge, I'm hanging by a thread, I wanna start this over again. So I hope you guys liked this week's episode, I thought it'd be, I know people always liked the the music episodes, because sometimes you discover new stuff, and when I did the Top 25 playlist on iTunes, that was all songs I loved to death, because they were the ones I listened to the most, but this one was just a random CD I grabbed from 10 years ago, and Clearly, it had some good stuff and some really bad stuff, and you guys got to learn a little bit more about me, and it brought back some memories that I haven't thought about for probably ten years. Also, so you know what, I might do another one of these episodes, and maybe I definitely have more blank CDs, mixtapes in the closet, and maybe I'll do an episode with Val, or I'll get Sean and Dan, or something like that, and I'll bring up the CDs and I'll listen to the songs with them, and we can make fun of myself, and we'll see how that goes, but. I hope you guys like this. Tweet me or Facebook me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what songs you like. Let me know what songs you hated. And then let me know what songs you were listening to 10 years ago in 2004. And that's going to do it for this week of Live at 605. But as always, if you make it this far, I like to reward you with my band of the week. And I teased it earlier. This week, my band of the week has got to be the one and only Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, from what I remember, he's from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. He is an R&B legend. He's been putting out CDs since the '90s. He's put out albums with Jay Z. He's collaborated with everyone from Celine Dion to cleft to Chameleonaire to whoever it is. And I always liked R. Kelly when I was growing up. Like I loved his "I Believe I Can Fly." I liked his "I Wish." I liked all his Jay Z songs. But it wasn't until like the last couple years when I discovered all these crazy, crazy songs. Like, kid, write down this list because these are songs you need to listen to and download. Get the Zoo, which is basically a song about him having sex as animals in the zoo. Hilarious. Go get In the Kitchen or it's called Sex in the Kitchen. It's all about doing it in the kitchen. And before I get into the song of the week, I downloaded an awesome R. Kelly concert I can't remember what it's called now. Just If you look up R. Kelly Live, I think it's in Chicago or or St. Louis or something like that, it is the best concert ever. Me, Val, and Dan watched it one night instead of the Stanley Cup finals because it was so good. The the audience members were passing out. They were throwing things on stage. R. Kelly was singing a lot of the songs, but when he got to the trapped in the closet part, he would lip sync it. It was lip-synced, but he wouldn't move his, his his mouth or anything. And people still went crazy. And I'm like, this guy is a genius. I'm dying to see R. Kelly live. I think it would be fantastic. I kind of want to go as R. Kelly for Halloween. I don't know how I would pull that off, but I think that would be my ultimate costume to go as. But my song of the week by the band of the week is Real Talk by R. Kelly. I I, I can't describe it. It's fantastic. I'm going to. Usually, what I do is uh, when I do the end credits and talk about how to get in contact with me, I play the song under that. I'm not going to do that now. Promise me, you guys, you're going to listen to this whole song. Don't turn it off now. Listen to the song because it's one of the most ridiculous songs you'll ever hear. But it's so funny. I never get sick of it. And one day, I'm going to have an R. Kelly party where we only play R. Kelly music. And if you guys want to come. Tweet me, I'll let you come. But this is Real Talk by R Kelly and let me know what you think. So like I said, many different ways again, contact with me. Facebook.com slash live at six oh five. Picture, post, statuses, it's all there. Twitter.com slash mallencamp or just at mallencamp. Or just search John Mallen. You follow me, I'll follow you back. Uh, you can email me live at six oh five at gmail.com instagram john mallon or mallon camp look me up on vine to search john mallon you'll see the 605 picture that's how you know it's uh the real account and if you don't have itunes www.liveat605.podomatic.com so i'll be back next week season three brand new episode until then enjoy the r kelly this is real talk i'm your podcaster john be easy
1: do I know your friend who? At a club? Who was there? Girl, I wasn't... Wait a minute, calm down. I was at a club with who? Get the... Man, you know what? Girl, I'm not about to sit up here and argue with you about who's to blame or call no names. Real talk, see girl, only thing I'm trying to establish with you is not who's right or who's wrong, but what's right and what's wrong. Real talk, just because your friend says she saw me at a club with some other bitches, sitting in VIP, smoking and drinking and kicking it, tell me girl, did she say there were other guys there? Did she say there were other guys there? Well, there are other guys there. Well, tell me this. <laughs> How the fuck she know I was with them other girls then? When the whole club packed, wait a minute, let me finish what I've got to say. I've been with you five years and you listening to your motherfucking girlfriends. I don't know why you fuck with them old jealous. No man having assholes anyway. Real talk. Always accusing me of some old bullshit When I'm just trying to have a good time Robert, you did this, kills I heard you did that Don't you think I got enough bullshit on my mind? Real talk, uh, hold up Didn't I just give you money to go get your hair, toes and nails done another day? Hmm. Yeah, your ass was smiling then Real talk, uh, gave who some damn money? I ain't gave nobody no damn money Girl, is you tweaking? you see what your problem is you're always running off at the mouth telling your girls your motherfucking business when they don't eat with us they don't sleep with us besides what they eat don't make us shit real talk you call my mama's house and what girl my mama ain't got a screen no calls for me real talk and watch your mouth fuck me what you talking about? I'm sick of this bullshit. I'm coming home and getting my shit and getting the fuck of Dodge. You ain't gotta worry about me no more. And the next time your ass get horny, go fuck one of your funky ass friends. Shh, hell, you're probably already doing that shit anyway. You gon' burn what, bitch? I wish you would burn my motherfucking clothes with your trifling ass, Milton. You bogus girl, Milton.